What is up, Rough Golfers? I am your host, Jake Harris. We've got episode number eight. Today's episode's all about breaking 100 in the game of golf. A lot of amateur golfers, including myself, struggle with breaking this number. And I'm going to offer you some simple tips to make that just so easy to break that number 100. You'll be shooting in the 90s, maybe even the 80s in no time. Before we get into that, I want to ask you guys to please leave a rating or review about this podcast or any of my previous podcasts that you've listened to. And if you don't feel like typing anything up, that's fine. That's cool. Just tell your friends. Say, hey, bud, you play golf? You might want to give this podcast a listen. I think you'd enjoy it. Something like that. I would really, really appreciate that. And again, if you do that, you're going to be mentioned in the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, I am the director and creator, uh, so you'd have an in with me. So let's go ahead and get into it. Breaking 100 in golf. This is a difficult number. When you start out in golf, you're learning so many different things, you know, just how to hit the ball, the proper swing mechanics, uh, the rules of golf, uh, playing with other golfers, the handicapping system, types of club. I mean, the stuff is endless. We could go on and on about the minutia of golf and how long it takes to fully comprehend all of that. But let's just say that uh, you're an amateur golfer who just got started. You're, you've graduated from the driving range, from you know hitting those chili dippers and those uh, bad hooks and stuff out there on the driving range and transferring that to the golf course. You are uh, going to play your first 18 holes, and uh, you're just going to see what happens. You know, you, I don't know what your expectations may be. Maybe, you know, not to hit any moving cars, which is a good thing. Although I've done that, and I'm sad that I've done that. I'm sorry. Uh, not to um, lose any golf balls happens to the best of us. It's it's likely going to happen to you. So uh, don't be using expensive golf balls. But we'll talk about that on a later podcast. Uh, these tips probably would not be something that I would use on my first round. Play a few rounds, get the feel of the course, get the understanding of uh, the game, the pace of play, and all that kind of stuff before you try to implement these tips. I think that these would be better suited for, say, a golfer who's played five or six rounds and has moved away from maybe the shiny newness of, of uh, just getting out onto the course and is really going to start uh, buckling down to improve their game. And uh, the first improvement, the first milestone for really any golfer is breaking that uh, number of 100. So in breaking that number um, 100, you've got to uh, do a few different things. You know, the stars don't have to align perfectly. I just want to tell you that. You don't have to be dropping birdies consistently. You don't have to even be making pars consistently to break 100. So all of that should be reassuring to you golfers that have just started or you golfers that have been playing for a while and you're, you're having some trouble breaking that uh, difficult number of 100. So it starts from the tee box. That, that's, you know, the, the game from the tee box it's not a scoring game. There's, there's nothing that you can do to score off of a tee box. I guess an argument could be made for a par three. Aside from that, the, the other 16 holes on the golf course, your tee box shot is not going to net you points. 
And what I mean by not making you points is that ball that you tee off from 450 yards away is not going to make it into the cup unless there's some bizarre wind or something. I don't know. Maybe in some cases that can happen. I have seen some strange things on the golf course, but most of the time it's not going to make it in the hole. So the driver in the tee box is not a scoring part of the game. You got to understand that. So the number one best piece of advice that I can give you, if you're going specifically to break the score of 100 in golf, that is your mission that day on the golf course is to play it safe off of the tee. The driver gets a lot of people in trouble. Okay, you've got hooks, you've got slices. I mean, this is why you see, you know, a billion different special golf products, this magical glove or this weird arm brace or this uh, slinky looking thing that's going to fix your golf slice because everybody's experiencing it. So the driver can get you into a lot of trouble. You're going to end up in the woods, the penalty area. You're likely not going to be in the fairway if you're trying to break 100. You're missing some fairways. I, I'm, I break 100 often when I go out to play golf, and I still miss fairways. I've missed fairways when I've shot in the 80s. Professionals miss fairways. So that shouldn't be your main concern, uh, missing a fairway. But using the driver is something that should be on your mind and something that maybe should be avoided. Unless you're absolutely, you know, 100% got the driver down pat and you can put it out in the fairway every time, what I just said there is pretty much impossible because the pros can't even do that. So stay away from a driver off the tee and go with a three wood or maybe even a low iron like a three iron or a four iron. Yes, your distance will be less than what you would experience with a driver, but you are often going to hit them better than you would a driver and you're going to wind up in a safer position for your second shot. Your, your slice with the three wood will not be as pronounced or bad as a driver because it won't go as far. And because it's by default a higher lofted club, the ball has a tendency to go straighter. So loft is your friend in this case. Using a three wood or a four iron off of the tee, it's a safer play. It's likely going to keep you in the fairway or at least in a manageable position in the rough and not out of bounds or in the water or anything like that. So playing it safe off the tee. Another thing to consider when you're off the tee is to identify the trouble areas. You know, where is the water and aim away from that. All right. And that may mean that you are actually aiming towards the right side of the fairway, not the middle of the fairway, if the left-hand side has water down it. But that's perfectly okay. Because would you rather have the slight possibility that you're going to end up in the middle of the fairway, more than likely in the water, if you hook it? Or would you rather aim towards the right of the fairway if the ball trickles into the rough or goes in the rough, you still got a safe second shot out of there and you're not having to add two or three strokes, unnecessary strokes, mind you, to your score. So aim away from the trouble. Use a three wood or a low iron and aim away from the trouble. Those are the two best pieces of playing it safe off the tee that definitely will have you breaking 100 in no time. So go with that first tip and implement that in your strategy when you're on your mission to break 100. Now, tip number two. This is easy to do, okay? Everyone, 
everyone wants to hit a shot that is amazing. And many golfers, in their mind, they're thinking, get to the green in the shortest amount of strokes. That's, that's how you play the game. That's how the game is won. That's not always the best strategy for somebody trying to break 100. Okay, let me explain. So let me put you in a scenario. You landed in the rough after that tee shot. And you've got your 7-iron, which you can try to hit through a little itty-bitty window in between these two trees and get on the green. Or you could take a 4-iron and do a punch shot underneath the tree branches that'll put you out in the fairway into a playable position, but it'll cost you one extra stroke because you're not going to be on the green. Which one of those do you want to go for? I know that the golfer in me says, ooh, I want to try that uh, one in a million shot. But that's not going to work out because it's one in a million. Even the pros that try to go through the gaps don't always make it, and they're the best in the world. So that tells you that that's a very high-risk shot for a high reward. But that's not what you should be aiming for if you're trying to break 100. You need consistent, safe play. So don't go for the one in a million shot. Grab that four iron, play the smart play, punch out underneath those tree branches, get out into the fairway, and then you're sitting pretty to get up there and make a bogey. Again, you don't have to make birdies or even pars to break 100. You can do it with straight bogeys. Okay, 18 bogeys on a par 72 course is what? 90, right? There you go. So you don't need pars or birdies to make that happen. You can even throw some double bogeys in there because you still got 10 strokes to go. So get that out of your mind that you've got to make that one in a million shot in order to break the number 100. You don't. You don't even need it to break the number 90. Another instance may be the fact that you decided that you were going to go ahead and hit your driver off the tee anyway and you wound up in a fairway bunker and you've got 200 yards to the green but that bunker's got a high lip. You say to yourself, that's okay. That don't bother me none. I'm going to grab a four iron and I'm going to muscle this thing out of this sand trap over that high lip of the bunker, carry it 195 yards, have it hit the front of the green, roll out, and be three feet from the pin. That's what I'm going to do. Come on, guys. Let's be realistic. That is a one in a million shot. I remember a few years back, uh, Rory McIlroy was playing in, I believe it was the Ryder Cup. He tried to do that exact same shot. Rory McIlroy, fantastic golfer, amazing professional golfer, in the top 10 in the current world rankings right now, couldn't pull that shot off. That goes to show you <laughs> that you shouldn't be doing it if you're trying to break 100, okay? Instead, go for the smart play, grab a 7-iron, use that loft of the 7-iron to get yourself up and out of that bunker, out onto the fairway, and then chip on and make your putt. You're still going to break 100 with that strategy. Going for that 1 in a million shot, you'd muscle the 4-iron, it's going to hit the lip, pop back up, land in the sand trap, you're going to get frustrated and try it again, it's going to do the same thing, and then you're going to say, gosh, hand me the pitching wedge or the seven iron, and let me get up out of this sandy sand trap and onto the fairway. And you're going to wish you had done that two strokes ago. So tip number two is do not go for the one in a million shot. Play it safe. Now, we've talked about 
playing it safe off the tee. We've talked about avoiding the one in a million shot. Both of those touch on safe play. If you watch professional golf, those guys calculate each shot. Now you'll have some some wild ones out there that'll opt to do some crazy shots because they want to test themselves or maybe the crowd's cheering them on or they think that that's what's going to be best for their game. But the majority of those professional players are playing cold, calculated, safe golf. They're hitting pinpoint distances that they've studied for course management to make sure that they can get a particular score on a particular hole. They're, I mean, I'm not telling you to do that for breaking 100, okay? But what I am telling you to do, that, that level of, of detail that the pros go through to get their game to what it is, is too much to break 100. I'm, we're talking about amateur golfers here just trying to break 100. The lesson you can take from that is to play it safe. Don't try really risky golf shots because you think you need them to break 100 because you don't. Safe golf will break 100. Now, the last tip I want to give you deals with the green side chipping, okay? I've mentioned this in a lot of my videos that I've done for YouTube before, the bump and run technique. Everybody should have this technique in their toolkit because it simply works, especially for us amateur golfers just playing out there and, you know, we're not proficient with our wedges like we should be because we're not professionals that get to practice eight hours a day with a 56 degree wedge. You're playing after work, you're playing early morning before work or on the weekends, and you shouldn't uh, be expected to maintain that level of accuracy with your wedges because you're just a, you're, you're a regular golfer. So the bump and run technique is there because it's tried and true, it works, and it is easy to do. So if you land short of the green, I know what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to grab that 56. You know, I see you reaching for it. I see you reaching for that 56. Leave it alone. You don't need it, okay? Take your 7-iron or your 8-iron and use the bump and run. You make a small putting stroke. You don't have to hit the ball too hard. You don't have to do anything weird with your wrists or your feet placement or anything like that. You just take that seven or eight iron and you bump that ball up towards the hole it'll run out and it'll put you a lot closer and if you're to take a 56 or a high lofted wedge and try to flop shot that thing up there because more than likely you're going to wind up 15 or 20 feet from the hole or maybe you hit it bad and you blade it and you go over the green and then you're just in this scary up and down situation where you walk away with a, a snowman a quadruple bogey on the hole instead of a double or maybe just a single bogey. By using the bump and run, it eliminates all that. That's, that's what the pros do to play good golf. By playing safe golf, they look at their shot options, and they begin eliminating and reducing each of those high-risk, high-reward shots down to one that's going to fit their game the best. Yes, it may make more sense for them to play a little more aggressively because they have the skill set. But that's not what wins tournaments. Safe, calculated golf wins tournaments. More often than not, the player that's consistent and consistently makes those safe shots are on the leaderboard. 
are standing there with the trophy in hand because they've won the tournament after making smart plays on the course. And they are consistent and remain consistent because they work on eliminating the potential for errors by choosing the simplest option, the safest option. If a bump and run is the best option for a professional player, do you think that they would feel, I don't know, embarrassed for playing that compared to whipping out a a high lofted wedge and doing a high and soft flop shot? The flop shot looks great. It looks slick. I mean, it's professional. I want to see those flop shots. I mean, that's a, that's a cool shot to do, but it's high risk. It's not always going to work out. You've got to be really, really good with your wedges to make that work out consistently and to get close to the hole. But the bump and run technique has a lot more forgiveness based on the easy setup and application of it. A simple putting stroke with a seven or eight iron is a lot easier to master than foot position, position of the club face, angle of attack, all of that stuff that comes with making an effective wedge shot in and around the green. So guys, when you go out there and you're ready to break 100, keep these three tips with you. Playing it safe off the tee, avoiding the one in a million shot, and using the bump and run technique when you land short of the green. Those three tips are going to get you on your way to breaking 100. Guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating or review. I would really appreciate it. And again, if you don't like writing reviews, just let your friends know. Just let them know to check this one out. Maybe even send this episode to them to help them break 100. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on swinging.